Hi, I'd like to welcome you to Pulse Podcast's very first episode. My name is Izalo Grass, current Chair of Academics for Pulse EC at the University of Pretoria. With this podcast series, we will be dwelling into interviews with doctors of different specialities. The aim is to give medical students and respective listeners a closer look into the different fields of speciality in medicine. Today, I'm honored and thrilled to introduce our first guest speaker, Dr. Lise Marie Viem. Dr. Viem is a specialist physician working in the internal medicine department of California Hospital. She completed her MBCHB at the University of Free State and her MMed in internal medicine at the University of Pretoria. She has a special interest in obstetric medicine and was trained at the Guys and St. Thomas Hospital in London. So let's get straight into it. Hi, Dr. Viem, and welcome to our first podcast. How are you today? Hi, Azal. Thank you. And it's really lovely to be here with you and to discuss this. I think it's wonderful what you're doing, um, that you're opening this up to, to the students and everyone else interested, and that you're talking to people from different disciplines. Um, I think it's great to, to make it more visible and understand what do we do and, and why do we do it. That's great. Okay, thank you. Um, so our first question is, why did you choose a career in the medical field? Um, you know, what I, what I want to say is, um, and what I want to acknowledge is how supportive my background was before I started studying medicine. I came from a family with two parents that were professionals, um, from a loving family that was well balanced and very supported. And I went to good schools and I was surrounded by people who came from good balanced families um, and professional backgrounds. And it was almost just expected of us to go study something, to get a tertiary education. And the question was rather, are you going to study medicine or law or engineering? Um, and pick one. <laughs> so um, I, I think it, I didn't give it as much thought as some people who might be studying medicine now who really made it their dream and, and had far more obstacles to go through before they were able to get into medicine. And they had to plan it a lot better. Um, I also want to mention that by the time I got to second year, I realized, oh, but there's not just medicine, there's other things as well. And I thought that occupational therapy would have been very interesting because it's so creative. Um, and those were things I never really explored. And then I also want to acknowledge by the time I got to my final year, I realized that engineering is really interesting. <laughs> my dad said to me, just get through medicine and then we talk about it. Um, and so I wish I'd explored more. I, I might have gone in a different direction. Uh, but now, where I am now, I'm very grateful that I've stuck through it. And it, it really is, to me, a fascinating job and a fascinating life. And I'm very, I, I really enjoy everything I do. That's really great. Um, so, can you please give a brief overview of how your journey into medical school began? Cool. Yeah, so literally like that, we... Um, I went to a good school and... Yeah, um, applied. Applied everywhere, and I only got into the University of the Free State. Um, so they were the only people that, that wanted me. <laughs> and I didn't want to go to Bloemfontein, and my dad said to me, just, you know, pack your bags, keep them ready. If you get into Stellenbosch or some nice place in Cape Town, I'll come fetch you and we'll go down. And I had my bags packed for about six months, and 
never happened. So I stuck to Bloom, um, and it was also very um, rewarding. Um, but it was it was quite straightforward, and um, yeah, I didn't have many challenges getting okay. into med school. When did you decide to become a physician and what sparked your interest to choose that field? Yes, good question. As a student, um, I used to look at the internal medicine specialists and I thought, gosh, they're the most boring people I've ever seen and they must be really super smart. And I thought, this is not something for me and it's not something I'd ever want to do. Um, but as an intern, I met um, internal medicine registrars and I realized they're actually quite fun, quite interesting people. And I started working with them and I enjoyed working with them. And then um, as I was working in the departments, I started enjoying the work a lot more. And on my very last call as an intern, a patient came, a young girl came in, she was about 19, she was unconscious. And the registrar said to me, you know, I'm just busy putting in some lines in a nephrotic syndrome patient. Can you just see the patient so long, just so someone touches her? And it was a very big patient he was trying to get the lines into and it took him three hours. So in the three hours that he wasn't there, I was looking after this girl. And I just went from top to bottom and started thinking of everything I could think of that could possibly cause a 19-year-old to be unconscious. And everything I did came back normal. Until I eventually looked at the ECG and I saw there was a prolonged QT. And I spoke to the guy from ICU and I said, what can, what can cause a prolonged QT? And he said, well, have you thought about an overdose, uh, a tricyclic overdose? And we drew the levels and it came back as positive. And that um, puzzle was so rewarding and so fascinating. Uh, I really I enjoyed that, that fun feeling of, oh, I just solved the problem. Um, and I think that then made me think, but maybe I could like internal medicine. And that was an absolute mind shift from, you know, this difficult, boring world to, wow, it's, it's puzzles, it's fascinating. And then after that, um, the rest of my internship I would go look for medical patients and go look for those puzzles and come to her. I also spent quite a bit of internal medicine. So, yeah, that's probably how it all started. That's very interesting. <laughs> unconscious girl. So, what is the best part of working as a physician? A the, the puzzles, definitely. There is not a day that I leave work where I don't go, wow, that, that was interesting. So, Almost every day there's something that happens, whether it's a clinical sign, whether it's a disease, or whether it's a, um, something happens that really keeps me alive. And I think that's what's fun about medicine as a whole and internal medicine is um, it's not monotonous. It's not an office job where you sit and do the same thing over and over again. The, the basic program is maybe the same, but because you have so many interactions with so many patients, uh, one day is never the same as the previous. And, um, I enjoy that yeah yes what has been the highlight of your career thus far <laughs> uh, I think it's the part that you mentioned where I got to go study in London for a bit um, London itself was an incredible city and it was so fun to be able to live in the city for a bit and um, it's so multicultural um, cosmopolitan and just to, to really define it is obviously a postgraduate thing so by then I've been studying and studying and studying for years and by the time I got there, um, I had time and I had money. And I could spend it with people from all sorts of different countries, different walks of life, um, and really uh, experience life a lot more. So that was great. And then the medical side was fascinating. It is this old um, hospital in the south of London, 
um, it's been there since before all the wars and the history that's part of it is fascinating and the knowledge and the, um, the, the sort of technology that they've got. They've got a, I can't remember how many beds, but about a 20 bed ECMO unit. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so to be able to see that and the, the amount of biologics that they work with and the um, severity of disease that they are able to treat, think a lot of things here where we would say, I'm sorry, but I've reached the limits, like I can't offer any more for you. Um, there the boundaries are much further and yes. to be able to experience that and work with that and, and see how it happens was great. Um, it's also, you know, a hospital where a lot of clinical trials are done. Um, and I found that very interesting also to see how do they do clinical trials, to, to watch how patients get recruited into it, what it takes. I've got, they've got special, um, it was the obstetrics unit, obviously, midwives recruiting, um, bringing the patients in and then to watch the actual researchers do clinical work and to see them as a, as a doctor and then to go see them publish in Lancet and to, to understand what, what it actually looks like um, on, the, on the ground. Um, was fascinating and very inspiring. That's yeah. really amazing. Um, so why do you choose to work in the public health sector rather than the private? <laughs> I like that question. Um, <laughs> I think the, the, obvious, the obvious pro is the hours and I think the obvious con is the money. But what I do want to say is that we don't get no money. We have good lives. Um, we n we'll never get rich out of our government jobs but we really do live good lives. Um, I like it because I'm part of a team. We're, we're eight consultant physicians working here and uh, we've got about 20 uh, medical officers and registrars and then a whole bunch of about 12 interns or so. So um, just looking after one patient, there's six or seven of us that are responsible for that patient. And we're heads that think together and we're, we're like a body with arms and legs that function together. So that's nice. And then also the part of we're eight consultants that all have similar knowledge, each have their own strength that they, they're good at. So if I'm struggling with a patient, I come straight up to my office and um, discuss it with my colleagues, whoever special interest it is, and um, it's a support network. I think if you're in private, you're the physician, buck yes. stops there. And if you want, you can get a consult in, but your patient's got to pay how much money um, for a consult. So um, I, I really like that. I also like the thought that um, if I go on leave, I just go on leave <laughs> and there's no receptionist and accountant and other people that are dependent, nurses dependent on me to keep their salaries going. Mm -hmm. um, even though no one's bringing in money, uh, the, the practice has to keep running. So the responsibilities are a lot less in, in um, government, which is nice um, and we get set amount of leave and I think the girls that, that um, go through pregnancies also they get four months of paid leave and there's no worries about who's going to run their practice for them. So there's a lot of shared responsibility and shared thinking um, that makes it attractive. Yes. And then I particularly enjoy being part of the university. Um, the postgraduate part, we, are, we get to do small research studies um, and, and have the backing and the support of the, the university. You know, all the um, journals that we have access to in the library, um, all of that. And um, experience from experienced researchers to guide us in it. And then, um, also, teaching students is quite rewarding. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fun mingling with, with young minds. and you, know, you guys push us to keep thinking, keep on our toes. Um, where in private, you don't get that. Uh, you work with your patients and it's a more isolated world. Yes. Have, yeah. Okay. 
So what are some of the challenges you face and how do you stay motivated? Yeah, um, good question. So I think we have limited resources, especially working in California Hospital, and that can be quite frustrating if we can't offer our patients the the most advanced technology that we've got. Um, Also, patients are often not as motivated. We might have the knowledge of what they require. Uh, I think a diabetic is a good example where I know they need to stop eating and I know they've got to inject insulin, <laughs> but for them to actually do it is is not easy. Um, and so that's quite frustrating. Um, I think it's quite a competitive environment that I work in and, and sometimes it comes with a lot of disappointment and sometimes it comes with a good success. Um, to stay motivated, I, I think to stay, to keep my um, goal and to think of what do I want to do and how am I going to get there. And yes, there are obstacles and hurdles. Um, but that's okay if it happens because I still know where I'm heading to. Um, lots to say about the obstetric medicine and how I really want to make it a subspecialty eventually and it, it takes time. Um, so if there's a hurdle, it's okay, get over it and carry on, move to the next, next um, goal. Okay. Um, how do you make time for yourself and relaxation? That's a very good question and and I really want to emphasize it because I think initially um, as a junior doctor especially I didn't emphasize it Um, and I hope you guys are making time for yourselves. (laughs) You're so pressurized you are and there's next test, next tutorial, next exam and next thing Um, and it is a high pressure where you are at the moment to keep performing and it's one block on the next. Um, So it's much easier for me having gone through all the studies now to make time for myself. But it's so important um, and as medical students we don't develop as as well as our non-medical counterparts who have a bit more time to spend on figuring out who they are and what do they want and where are they going. Um, I particularly enjoy running and I've made that a priority in my life is to get to get to my daily runs so that I can run a long run which I really enjoy or, or go on a trail run or a weekend away run kind of thing. Um, so yeah. I found discipline is the biggest um, thing for this and I got myself two dogs and they enforce discipline. If I get home in the <laughs> afternoons, <laughs> they, emphasize, they, they insist that we have to go for a run now um, and it really makes a difference to have that routine yes. um, of every day, the same, something has to happen every day that is the same as the previous day um, to stay in a disciplined program. Yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Vian, you are a member of the Society of Obstetric Medicine South Africa. Can you tell us more about that and how, and how you have integrated your speciality of internal medicine with obstetrics? Yeah. Obstetric medicine really is my passion. Um, it's a very small uh, sub-discipline of me- internal medicine. It is definitely not well known in South Africa, but I hope to change that. Um, and then in the United States, United Kingdom, Canada and Australia, this has been around for about 15-20 years um, where they have been specialists specializing in it. What it is, is it's a um, subspecialty of internal medicine where we specifically look after women with chronic and sometimes acute medical conditions um, that are planning a pregnancy, are already pregnant or have just come out of a pregnancy. So a good example would be someone with lupus or chronic renal failure Uh, or diabetes who's uncontrolled and is planning a pregnancy and to get them stable enough 
um, so that their body can take on a pregnancy. So we've got to get them on drugs that are safe for pregnancy um, and, and get their disease under control. And then say, okay, you're not optimal, let's get pregnant. And then once they're pregnant, to know what to watch out for, what are the complications, um, and how we're going to handle it if these complications come. And that's really fascinating. Yes. Um, I have an enormous respect for the obstetricians because they're very good with handling um, medical emergencies very quickly. They're very good with thinking on their feet and making a plan right now. Things change so quickly in obstetrics and the obstetricians are incredibly good with handling that. Um, and it's nice to be able to, to help them. I think we recently had a case of status epilepsy where initially they thought this is eclampsia because she came in fitting at 30 weeks and then later when she woke up she said I've got epilepsy and then she started fitting one on the next and it was a perfect example of obstetricians are very good with controlling eclampsia get the magnesium mm -hmm. into her, stop the seizures um, but when she hit that status epilepsy it's not something they see every day but it's yes. something we see all the time so to pull us into that and say come help and if it's different having someone who has an interest in obstetrics to say don't worry, I know what to give, I know how we're going to control this, as opposed to physicians who are often quite intimidated by pregnancy, who say, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what's safe, I, I don't know what to do. So that's a good example of where obstetric medicine comes in. Obviously, I like the chronic things a bit more, the, the renal failures and the lupus and the, you know, yes. <laughs> things that, that are slower to complicate. Um, so, so, yeah. And then um, I think like something like peripartum cardiomyopathy uh, is a good example of the woman was well, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, she was doing well. And then in that last little bit of pregnancy, or just after her delivery, she suddenly goes into cardiac failure. Um, and even though the obstetricians are good with picking, picking that up, it's nice to have a physician come on board um, who's got experience dealing with heart failure. And then to follow her up, once she's no longer an obstetric patient, she then comes to me. And I follow her up and plan her next pregnancy and say, it's high risk to fall pregnant again. Um, let's first get your heart failure resolved because this resolves easily while we and then when the heart failure is gone fall pregnant but let's monitor you closely to watch out for the next time that it happens so that's obstetric medicine in a nutshell and um, why I'm so very passionate about it <laughs> that's really incredible how you help mothers that way uh, so what are some of the challenges you faced as a medical student and how did you overcome those? Yes, good. Um, I am embarrassed and proud to say that I had to repeat my third year um, when I was at Bloemfontein. I think at that stage I was not focused. Um, I joined some student society and uh, we went on a trip overseas and I lost focus um, and I just scraped through. Um, and then there was one exam, one of our subjects in Bloemfontein, if you fail one subject, you've got to repeat the year. Uh, the, the respiratory system got me under and I had to repeat the whole year. And it was the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> I'd never failed anything up to that point. Um, I'd always been, as, as most of you, um, been this top achiever because that's what it takes to get into medicine. And I'd never had to uh, go through a failure like that. Yet I'm so grateful for it now because failures happen and disappointments happen and we need to learn how to expect this and how to cope with it once it does happen. The next year when I was third year again, I was just so much stronger. I, I knew the, the classes, I knew the work, um, I did well in all my tests and after that I really felt, okay I've got this, I can do medicine. 
Um, so even though it was the worst thing that had happened to me, I am very grateful <laughs> that I went through that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Sure. What advice would you give to medical students who are interested in pursuing a career in your speciality? Yeah. Um, sure. So many things. Um, what I can say is I'm, I'm looking at the CVs that come through of the people that want to come specialise in internal medicine and it's extremely competitive. People have done so many um, courses, they've done SONAR course and HIV course and the diploma and, and written primaries and, and all sorts of things um, and that's unfortunately what you have to go through to come on par with your, with your competitors, you know, the rest of the guys that want the job. Um, what, I, what I would rather emphasize is you have one life and yes you need to unfortunately do all of those things but it's not a race so don't go through CompServe and just push 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 through so that you can immediately start specializing as soon as you, you're out of it you're young you're strong you're healthy you've got money enough <laughs> just get to know yourself because if you don't know yourself while you're studying internal medicine while you're in the program it's so much harder because life comes at you and you've got to handle it and if you know yourself it's much easier to handle those obstacles than it is having just done through done a bunch of courses and immaturely going into the system so even if it does take you two or three years longer before you start specializing it's easy for me to say sitting on the other side of all of this mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but go in it as a whole person as a balanced person rather than just someone who's ticked all the boxes and has achieved everything really quickly um, yeah, if you really want to know what to study, go to the College of um, Medicine South Africa and there's under the, the discipline um, you'll find the tick boxes of what need to, needs to be ticked. Um, but I, I think that you can look up. For me, as come in a, as a balanced whole person and not just as someone who's chased it. Okay, know. thank you. And do you have any last words for our listeners? Um, um, no, I want to say thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for doing this. I think it's really brilliant. And I hope you find lots of other interesting specialists to speak to from interesting disciplines. It's good that you're exploring all of it. And um, it's your, so people can start thinking. Um, I, I also want to suggest don't chase a discipline. You don't have to sub uh, specialize and then subspecialize. It's, it's good to be a general doctor as well. And I have a lot of respect for, for general doctors. They do a lot harder work than me. <laughs> they got to stay on their toes in all directions. So um, speak to GPs as well, um, because I think they do a great job. But thank you for what you've done, and thanks for organizing this. It's great. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Pleasure.